In a word, the last two years were tough. Sometimes all you need to get through a given day is an unexpected ray of light in the form of a cursing crow named Cosmo who befriended an entire Oregon elementary school. I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with You Oregonian. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. Up next, Lizzie Acker, a reporter for The Oregonian and Oregon Live. We talked about Cosmo the Crow, or Raven, how she got the story, why it resonated so much, and a lot more about Cosmo than could make it to print. It's time for some levity in 2022. Here's our conversation. Lizzie Acker, thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, thanks for having me back. Very excited to be here. So Lizzie, it's 2022 now (sighs) by the time people hear this, which is crazy. Um, And the last couple of years have felt pretty rough (laughs) to say the least. Um, But sometimes there's a glimmer of hope (laughs) or life that shines through. And we're going to focus on that today. Um, You had a pretty fantastic story about uh, an avian friend down in Southern Oregon. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about how this story came to your plate and who, who is Cosmo? (laughs) Well, I got just like a hot tip from somebody. Like I heard that the Oregon state police got called out to a school for a swearing crow. (laughs) And so, you know, (laughs) as a journalist, when you get a tip like that, you don't, you don't sit on it. So I uh, reached out to the state police and they confirmed that it was true. And actually it's so funny because I was, I was supposed to be working on a much more, I would say serious story for that day. I was on a deadline for a more serious story. In fact, (laughs) but like when the state police person called me back, she just was like, she had this like great yarn to tell me, but she also didn't want to really go on the record with a lot because the state police didn't want to support like, you know, habituating wildlife, which I also completely agree with. I I am like a Girl Scout, fully like Corvallis granola, do not feed the birds, except at your special bird feeder, you know, don't like habituate animals. But this crow appeared at an element, uh, yeah, an elementary school in mm-hmm. Grants Pass and was like talking and, you know, playing with the kids, quote unquote, playing, uh, maybe, maybe chasing some of them around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> definitely swearing, which is funny, like objectively funny. Um, and so after I talked to the, the state police, I called the school and I don't know, maybe it's just like a grants pass thing, but the person I talked to who I, you know, just called the number at the school, someone picked up and she was willing to tell me everything about this crow. And then I was able to get the phone number from a Facebook post um, of the person who owned the crow. So the crow, um, how did you track that down? How'd you find out who, who owned the crow? Well, actually I got, I got that from, uh, from a source i'll just say that <laughs> um, we protect our sources at the oregonian and oregon line yeah we protect our sources yeah yeah our crow sources um but they had posted it publicly on a on a um like a southern oregon pet finder group so it was it was actually uh, the phone number of the mom and the daughter who were responsible for the crow they they were missing their crow and um apparently Cosmo the crow and there is some question about whether Cosmo is a crow or a raven. A lot of, you know, quite smart bird people have messaged me and said, that's definitely a raven. 
on Twitter, someone with a PhD after their name says it's a crow. So I'm no expert. I think Cosmo the crow sounds good. So let's just go with that um, yeah. until we can get a DNA test. Got to keep the, the C's. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Cosmo just showed up at this. It was an elementary school or high school? Or elementary school. It was an elementary school. So Cosmo had the, the backstory on Cosmo is that this woman who owns, who has a farm out in um, mm. it's actually, I think in Williams, not it's, which is outside of Grants Pass. Um, yep. Is, is the kind of person who just like collects animals, you know, just like loves to take care of animals. And uh, a friend of hers had told her there was this wounded baby crow at the Humane Society. And she was like, I'll take him, you know. So she she got the crow when the crow was a baby and really nursed the crow back to life. Okay. Which is when a crow also, baby, a baby bird would get imprinted on you. <laughs> so right. um the story that her daughter tells is that Cosmo like says all kinds of things, talks to their dogs, tells the dogs to get out of the house. Um, the mom says in the morning, Cosmo will peck at her door or window and say, get up mom. <laughs> like so hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to get video so hard. I've got like a little snippet of video. Um, but we're, we're working on video and audio of this, uh, but yeah. it's, it's actually a true thing that, that crows learn how to talk. I did not know that and was shocked. I didn't think it was yeah. true. And then, yeah, it's like actually a, a phenomenon. Crows crows learn how to talk. You know, I I've, I think a lot of people obviously are familiar with parrots right. knowing how to talk. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's the African gray parrot can, you know, speak just <laughs> thousands of words <laughs> or something like that. So, but um, I didn't, I was not aware that crows or ravens or other birds, do we know, is this like a common thing in, in the bird world or is it just certain types of birds? I think it's just certain types of birds and it is crows and ravens specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, it isn't all of them either. It, it, it's something like that they kind of have to learn young, I guess. That's what I've been see- reading. Um, but again, I'm not a crow expert, not a raven expert, uh, but apparently, you know, these birds are, a lot of people have been emailing me their stories about crows and ravens that either they befriended or okay. were kind of their pets when they were young as well. And um, a lot of them have talking in the equation. So, you know, and Janiel, that's the woman who is the quote-unquote owner of Cosmo Cosmo is free Cosmo like is outside most of the time comes inside Mm -hmm. but um and is clearly imprinted on this family but like or the family is imprinted on Cosmo but um technically Cosmo is free and that's why there was no violation from the perspective of Oregon State Police because Cosmo is not being kept in a cage kept inside Cosmo is free to go okay so Cosmo was just kind of hanging out or how did no. Cosmo end up at the elementary school? So the Cosmo may have caused some trouble with the neighbors and I don't want to get into exactly what it is. Cause I'm not, you know, it's kind of like a, she said, she said story that I only talked to one side of this. So, you know, but somehow Cosmo ended up at a, well, Janiel was out of town. Cosmo ended up at a wildlife shelter. Okay. The wildlife shelter then let Cosmo go because there's nothing wrong with Cosmo. <laughs> and um, <laughs> maybe Cosmo was a little too chatty too. <laughs> they didn't know possibly that he was a chatty bird. They just thought he was just okay. a regular crow and they let him go. 
So then apparently Cosmo was trying to get home. This is this is Janiel and her daughter, um, her daughter Daphne's story. Cosmo was trying to get home. First, he was sitting on top of the Planet Fitness and Grants Pass talking to people coming in. And then they think that he saw somebody he recognized and a truck that he recognized because cause because birds actually, I mean, crows are very, very smart. So it sounds like a Disney movie, but it's also like plausible that Cosmo saw a face and a car that he recognized and flew alongside this truck. And the people, this is, you know, again, Daphne and Janiel's story, but I love it. So I'm telling you this story. Um, then flew alongside the truck until he got to Allendale Elementary School in Grants Pass. There he was like looking around, tap poking, you know, tapping his beak on windows. And he came to a fifth grade classroom where, again, Janelle and Daphne's story, the one kid that they know that goes to that school, fifth grader, was in that classroom. They think that Cosmo recognized that kid. Somehow... <laughs> Cosmo was either let in or got into that fifth grade class, that that fifth grade classroom, went in, was eating snacks that were like sitting around and apparently telling, telling people I'm fine, I'm fine or something like that. Um, so that was, I think it was like November 28th. And okay. um, then as you're talking here, I'm trying to find out how far was it to the plant from the planet. Oh yeah. That's a good Allendale. As the crow flies, right? As the crow flies, that's right. But the crow was following a truck. Looks like it might have been a couple miles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think crows can fly a couple miles. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's, how, that's how we got to Allendale. That's how Cosmo ended up there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so he's in this classroom and he's like, is he learning Spanish or what exactly is he doing in this classroom? <laughs> I don't know. I think he uh, was thrilling the class. And then they realized he was talking. And he was, uh, you know, using a little bit of salty language, apparently. Um, that, then he definitely was, they got him out of the classroom, um, called animal control, because even though people, mm. he was like, the kids were enjoying him, but he was a wild animal that was like, he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave. He was like, kids were out on the playground and he was playing with the kids and stuff. Um yeah, playing with the kids. <laughs> I'm using quote fingers. Obviously, you can't see this podcast, but playing with the kids. Um, the school called Animal Control, but then Animal Control came out and decided it wasn't in their jurisdiction or something. They called Oregon <laughs> State Police. Oregon State Police could not catch Cat Cosmo. And what the the woman who I talked to at the school said is like they didn't want to net him because if they missed, he would remember, which is like one of the best parts of the story because wow. crows are so smart. So, and then you'd never be able to catch him. You'd never be able to catch him. Yeah. So, um, they couldn't catch him actually. They just couldn't get him. And that kid who was in the fifth grade classroom went home that night and was just telling his parents about this wild thing that happened at school. And his parents were like, Oh, that's the, that could be the crow, you know, because they had either they'd seen on Facebook or they, they had heard that Cosmo was missing. Parents called Janiel, I believe Janiel, and then Daphne went the next day and and enticed Cosmo back. She said it took like 45 minutes and involved some sardines. And she got <laughs> Cosmo into their car and took him home. So Cosmo's home now. Um, and the, But he did evade the police. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
I'd be remiss in saying that there aren't a lot of police down in Josephine County. <laughs> so because voters have um, not not passed law enforcement levies. So um, um, Sorry, it's not but funny. The, the trooper was busy. <laughs> but all the sources um, were being used up with the crew all day. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is it, it's these are what we call trending stories. Right. right? right yeah. I mean, this went viral. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And so how you know you've been through this before Mm -hmm. we've had a story that just takes off do you know um do you know when that's going to happen basically when you got this tip where you're like well this is bananas and this is going to go go wild or does it surprise you sometimes it does surprise me i have i have to be honest because i mean i think the editors would love it if i knew when some if i could like tell you this is a viral story i mean there was a couple elements that led to that like like created the perfect storm for a viral story i will say because the person who the editor actually who got this tip carly imus uh is my former is my first editor at the oregonian on the original trending team and she just like knows you know what i mean she's like good at finding trending stories so um it was a real carly lizzie uh, story I will say like in the old days she would she would find me stories and I would write them up and it would and the, the, a lot of the times that is a good viral combination because she just has a good sense um for me you know well I like I said I was supposed to be working on a, a kind of more serious data story this day that I wrote this story then that story got pushed back so I was like yes full I mean, honestly, I kept accidentally calling sources on the crow story when I was supposed to be writing about data. Um, And then luckily I was told, okay, we're going to push that data story back so I could really focus on Cosmo the Crow. But as I was writing, I was like, I don't know, this is like pretty fun. You know, it was just one of those days where it's like, I really enjoyed writing this story. I really enjoyed talking to people about it. And um, it had the other element that I think a lot of, good viral stories have which is an animal doing something ridiculous you know i was thinking one of my well i guess i don't know exactly when it was but uh, you know i i was the first person not to toot my own horn here but it was really right about goat yoga which has been a huge thing you know people love goat yoga and they especially loved goat yoga in whatever year that was um i also one of my favorite stories about an animal doing something ridiculous was the uh, ob- obituary for Eddie, the um, self-pleasuring, slam-dunking otter at the Oregon Zoo. That one, I, yeah, RIP to Eddie. I loved that story because I actually saw Eddie once in the act of self-pleasuring. So when I saw that he died, I was like, I mean, the zoo did not put that on the press release. Let me just say that. But I, yeah. so I got to call the zoo and ask them if they can verify. And they did. That's the best part You know, t- hot tip for listeners, you know, what's in the press release, that's not the, the actual story. No. I mean, that's where we come in, right, as reporters. That's, yeah, that's where our experience of zoo-going reporters comes in. That's why I try to go to the yeah. zoo as much as possible, just in case. <laughs> um, but, you know... I wrote, right... In the before times, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but the about animals, yeah. right? There's a wayward wayward sea lion that somehow ended up, you know, up in the the hills of uh, yeah. of the Washington Gorge, kind of above the Cowlitz River. Mm-hmm. And if there's an odyssey and there's animals involved, and obviously there's another huge animal 
story that uh, our colleague Jamie Hale just wrote about too. So um, another sea lion uh, down in the uh, on the coast, yeah. just kind of hanging out all day. So yeah, that's the recipe. It's right? just like the thing is with animals <laughs> is it's you know like I don't in this in these times especially like it's hard enough to be a person you know like I don't like to make fun of people or like it's it's not nice and there's so much suffering that people are going through so it's just I don't know there's yeah. something about animals that it, you're allowed to be more lighthearted and um I think we could all always use like a little break from the just constant onslaught of bad news and I think especially with Cosmo I, I mean I haven't had a story go as viral as Cosmo did for a long time that was like old times Facebook really algorithm viral which yeah you know used to happen a lot more it doesn't happen in the same way and I really think it's just because people were like at a breaking point <laughs> like I don't want any more bad news just give me something you know so a swearing crow I you know I get lots of emails now that we don't have the comment section yeah I get lots of emails and um I have only gotten like one unhappy email about Cosmo and I've gotten lots of happy ones. Yeah. What have the happy emails, if you can give a, f- a few flavors or, or things that stick out to you, oh, um, you? What have people said? I've gotten emails from like all over the country because this story, um, you know, it went viral for us, but also it's been like put on like news outlets all over the country because I was shared maybe by AP or something. The I don't aggregators. Know. No, yeah. I mean, my, the actual story, just straight the oh, okay. story that so I wrote. What, so it's, it's like, right. you know, I was an SF gate and, you know, somewhere in Philadelphia or whatever. And so I've gotten emails from all over the country and I've gotten a couple that, you know, people are like, I read the story to my grandma and my daughter and they all loved it. <laughs> so I love, I love that, you know, it's hard. You can't please all the people all the time, you know, but like occasionally if you please a bunch of people, it feels nice. I'm not going to lie. It feels good. I like that more than the like massive page views. It's nice to know that like you made people feel a little happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you think Cosmo the Crow would be such a huge story and a, a point <laughs> of intrigue if uh, if Cosmo lived like in inner Southeast Portland? <laughs> or do you think the fact that this was in Grants Pass made it, you know, out, outside the metro yeah. area made it more of a story that we I think, could get behind? I think we would still love Cosmo if he was here. I don't think a school official would answer the phone and tell me the whole story of Cosmo here. There's just no way. I mean, I don't think I'd get one on the phone and they would just say, talk to the PR person. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's something about smaller, smaller towns where, um, people are just more willing to talk to you or maybe allowed to, they may, maybe that, you know, that school district doesn't even have a spokesperson that they're supposed to relay everyone to. And, you know, I saw that same person I talked to, she was on the news down there after I wrote the story, you know, they, they interviewed her for the news. And I was just like, that's so cool that they're letting this person just tell this story. You know, I think here people might be a little more wary. Yeah. If Cosmo were to go to a high school, do you think it would have been as, as big a hit? Mm, Probably not. The high schoolers probably would have like, (laughs) Tried to hurt it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't got know. Their, got their phones out. <laughs> right. That's know. true. Actually, we would have probably have a lot Actually, more video. Actually, TikTok. We have yeah. a lot more video because high schoolers, you know how they are, the TikTokers. Um, well, any other thoughts on Cosmo before we take a quick break? Uh, you know, I just hope Cosmo has a great 2022. 2022, that's the year we're going into, not 2020. <laughs> 
Oh, God. I hope so, too. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk a little bit more with Liz Yacker, reporter for The Oregonian and Oregon Life. So, Lizzie, uh, it's hard to recall exactly what all we covered in 2021 because there's just so much. But are there any other stories beyond Cosmo that you'll remember? Yeah, you know, um, I think one of my favorite stories that I worked on this year was uh, about ARC, which is an underwear company in McMinnville. And um, Mm -hmm. that sticks with me because it was really the first story that I got to go physically report since the pandemic started and since I have a little kid who was with me most of the time, she, she's in school now. And it was that moment in the summer where it was like everyone was suddenly vaccinated and um, it was just right before the insane heat wave. So we were like maskless and um, yeah, yeah, that was just a moment that that one moment. Um, and uh, it's a cool, it was, it was another just like pretty cool story. Cause it's a, family run underwear company in McMinnville that is super popular has had major growth during the pandemic. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm probably like wearing their clothes right now, because I like really like their stuff anyway. Um, but they make organic, like, really, really good underwear. <laughs> and it's just like been a huge pandemic success. So it was really fun to go down there. Plus, I got to go with Beth Nakamura, who takes like, just such good pictures and she just elevates any story yeah. and um that was just an absolute treat yeah any anyone who reads the oregonian and mm-hmm. oregon live um knows uh beth is a, a treasure and mm-hmm. um obviously that that um that story was pretty remarkable because it was it's mcminnville and it's like this positive story and it was like a social media success too right yeah i I have a a big big presence on on social media yeah they're they're a big social media i mean basically they don't they they're all of their success is down to instagram so you know also instagram is kind of bad but um it you know it's great to see that something we use all the time obsessively can do something kind of cool which is like democratize clothes you know it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's not like we have to just buy the clothes that certain catalogs or magazines or major corporations decide that's what i really liked about it he was like they're just selling comfy like healthy clothes under underwear (laughs) and it's it's great yeah makers and doers right that buzz buzzword that they always talk about in portland (laughs) but yeah buy local and yeah and you can do all that stuff so that was a cool story yeah and they're nice people, you know, just like, it's nice to see nice people being successful. And, um, I like their underwear. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Several other Oregonian employees now are like converts when we talk about their new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pandemic has really like erased boundaries. I'm going to say, Andrew, no more boundaries. That's why, why even put them up? Right. right? I mean, we've kind of. <laughs> when, you've, when you've lived through a pandemic, it's all, it's all good. Right. So that's uh, the roaring 20s came right after the last one, right? So maybe we're, we're headed into something crazy. Right, right, let's hope. Well, so since we are in 2022, mm-hmm. by the time people are listening to this, what, uh, I know that you like to keep your, your finger on the pulse of all <laughs> that is <laughs> hot and not, mm-hmm. um, what's, a uh, what's hot and what's not in 2022. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me this question, Andrew. Um, I'm just going to tell you, I think this is going to be the year of Lindsay Lohan. I'm, I'm going to 
you know, I'm going to say it now. You come back, we'll come back at the end of 2022, and you'll be like, wow, Lizzie, that was an amazing prediction. <laughs> Last year was the year of Britney Spears, Free Britney. You know, we're going through this um, constant process of apologizing to the women pop culture has wronged. I think the end of this year has been about, uh, the end of 2021 is really about apologizing to Yoko Ono. Um, so in 2022, it's going to be Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's the prediction I feel like very strong about, but I also think, um, you know, this year, everyone is going to have to accept that every office worker, it's about time that we accept that we're working from home and stop just like hunching over at your couch. It's time to like get a proper work set up (laughs) that is in for 2022, a proper desk maybe some ergonomical stuff. Like let's not all yeah. break our backs in 2022. Let's just accept where we are <laughs> because I think it's time. And when you're not working, get that streaming device set up, get mean girls on there exactly. um, and just embrace the, <laughs> just embrace, <laughs> the, just embrace the year of Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um, so last year I made, um, I made some, predictions and one of them was like sweatpants are going to be out and like structured clothes are going to be in and i was wrong i'm going to admit that i was very wrong about that this year i've decided to to double down on that prediction though and say sweatpants are out and what's in is just like a blanket over your naked body just like who even cares about sweatpants let's just go with extreme comfort you're gonna have your ergonomical desk set up and just like a blanket over your naked body (laughs) Well, let's keep that blanket on, um, or, or make sure your camera's off. Or yeah, camera's something. off. Zoom is out. Zoom is totally okay. out. All right, I'm glad we covered that. Well, um, <laughs> we covered a lot here, and <laughs> I, uh, I hope that we have more, you know, quirky stories to to break through the nonstop, um, you know, tough stuff that we we cover and that's extremely important, but you know, it's, it's good to have levity and thank you for introducing us to Cosmo and thank you for taking time to talk about it. Anytime, you know, 2022, we can talk all the time, Andrew. Let's do it. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for listening to beat check with your Oregonian. I shared a link to Lizzie's story about Cosmo in the episode notes in case you missed it. I also dropped a link to her story about Ark, the clothing company based in McMinnville. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. And tell a friend. Help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism is through a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.